0: Let me assert
1: my firm that the only thing we have to
2: fear is fear itself. Drinking a little drink, smoking a little smoke, getting down to business. For ourselves and for future generations. A new world order. We
1: check mark ass fucks. The power of the Royal Guard
2: You've got to go down the hole. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Nikola Tesla is my boy. But we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. 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 Here we go, rabbit holders. I'm your host, Mitch Vuk, joined as always with... Some would say who's the Clyde Billingsworth of Conspiracies. Hey what's up boys and girls? T Saints here with me. Today we're doing a little swappy swap swap cast with Andy from the Deep Share podcast. He got a great show. I'm sure you guys will check him out, or if you're listening to this on his, come check us out. We're getting into a little predictive programming, some uh Simpsons, some Loki, a, little, a bunch of different stuff.
1: Yeah, it's a topic we cover a lot on this show, but uh we're going to dive really deep into it today, and we're going to really expose what they're doing to us with this whole predictive programming, media foreshadowing nonsense. So it's a good show, and I'm looking forward to getting into it. We're going to hear a quick word from our sponsor and get right into it. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Jimmy K's Bar & Grill. It's our one and only sponsor. We're not trying to flood you with 10 minutes full of ads, t-shirts, sales, venues, all this stuff. Bullshit. All this that nonsense, that. just that's real our, quick. That's our one and only spot. That's where we go to eat. That's where we go to drink. That's where we go to talk conspiracies with the homies. Come down to Jimmy K's Bar and
2: Grill, man. Located at 9 11th Ave, for all my Gematria people out there. They have great food, great drinks, even better service. We're down there after every show, so come talk a little conspiracy with us.
0: Down the deep share, or down the deep rabbit... <laughs> chair or something. Down the deep hole.
2: Down the deep hole. Down the deep hole.
0: (laughs) Let's just be plain about it, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're just talking about eating ass before we started recording. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) The topics
0: that need to be discussed, you know? Yeah, man. It's a
2: cultural phenomenon. The ladies love it. You know, they're trying to make guys like other guys and be more feminine and have girls be more masculine and have everyone be androgynous grade.
1: Androgynous. Yeah, we, androgynous, we were just talking about that. We were just discussing that conspiracy right before we started recording. Yeah. That we think oh, no that that's, shit, yeah. that's what the uh, the whole Cardi B, eat my ass like a cupcake phenomenon <laughs> is. That it's, that it's to uh, desensitize dudes to eating other dudes' asses, but... We are digressing early on the down <laughs> down the deep hole. Podcast. Listen, just to
0: start everybody off, we're going to talk about deep ass play.
2: <laughs> talk about predictive programming. We're, we're, we're getting it out. Yeah. There. Well, do you have yeah, an that's in- what we thing. Do you want to hit us
1: with an intro so we can get into the podcast?
2: <laughs> oh, that was the intro, Tyler. Little do you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's going on, rabbit holers? It's your boy, Tyler Saint, joined as always by my co-host, Mitch Vuk. He's the co-host. Yeah, it's the other way around, but today we are swap casting with, you said Andy? Andy from the deep share. Andy from the deep share. What's Uh, going on, everybody? How you doing, man?
0: Not too bad, not too bad. Good to meet you guys.
2: Yeah, it's finally good to put a face to the words we exchange online, you know?
0: Yeah, in our joint efforts.
2: Yes. He's part of our giant Twitter group message called the Joint Authority on Conspiracies Association, also known as the Jackasses. We haven't had a Jackass (laughs) show in a while, but we're going to get a big group show here going soon. Yeah, we'll get it back. Hell yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. I love me a big group, you know, discussion. Little 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 orgy. Little action.
2: (laughs) Little (laughs) Mm orgy-porgy.
0: An orgy of philosophy.
2: Right, Exactly. So So we wanted
0: to get into, like, what, predictive programming tonight?
2: Yeah. Stuff like that? To start us off, at least, for sure. We're probably going to get sidetracked here once or twice. but
0: (laughs) That's always the best way to go. We just Mm -hmm. pick a topic that we know we can probably riff on, and then who knows where we'll go. Into the next dimension, hopefully.
2: (laughs) Might need some shrooms for that, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah. But nonetheless, man, uh,
2: so... The way
1: we usually start our podcasts off is we asked our we ask our guests, even though it was a swapcast, we ask the people yeah, that we are sure. podcasting with what first sent you down the rabbit hole? yeah, what got
2: you into this alternative media community
0: Santa Claus
2: yeah, that's a good I answer love it, dude,
0: but it you know it didn't get me into this community. It got me eventually just
2: questioning down everything. into
0: depression because there was no community back then
2: that's the I'm first not talking big about when lie. I was
0: six. But that is the first one. That's the first loose suck,
2: right? is it not? Mm. It's the
0: first energy exchange that we really experience as children where we're built up and built up and built up and the rugs pulled out from under us. And, you know, I had the same experience a lot of kids had. It was just this, oh, oh, okay. And like the world just looks a little different at yeah. that point and it goes away, right? But then when I got older and I got into psychedelics and everything and I learned about a lot of the like the deeper myths about Santa Claus, I'm like, (gasps) and that's what kind of sent me down the rabbit hole and and psychedelics in general and stuff like that. But I said Santa Claus on purpose because that really is the first one, (laughs) the first big thing that happens. And I feel like now I could possibly give my kid more of a story when I pull the rug out. There'll be a nice
2: soft
0: <laughs> cushion underneath them. Maybe not at that age with all the details. Maybe I'll...
2: Right. You know, wait, um, wait till he's like maybe 10 or something so it's not... Yeah, so yeah, This is
0: initiation,
2: son. <laughs> so if I'm not mistaken, Mitch, wasn't that your first rabbit hole? Yeah. Uh, well, my brother told nice me... Nice synchronicity. <laughs> right. My brother told me Santa Claus is fake when I was like six years old and the next day I went to school And told everybody. On the bus. (laughs) Yeah, my dad had parents calling him like, your son ruined it. What's he doing? So I've been trying to spread the truth from a very, very young age.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, How did you get into it, Tyler?
1: uh, I was a little bit of a late bloomer. I've always been buddies with Mitch. We grew up in the same hometown as a lot of our listeners know. But um, it was really... I, I think it was Mitch preaching that jet fuel can't melt steel beams <laughs> whenever we were in, like, eighth grade, man. Right. And I was like, fuck you, man. That was a national tragedy. <laughs> like, how dare you? How hey, dare you? So how dare I'm you? I'm just trying to get to get people uh, you know, to question
2: the mainstream then, And then, and then you
1: know? I saw a little documentary called Zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. And that opened up a few avenues for me. And I mean it, it just became like an addiction to research these alternative topics and you know, conspiracies, quote unquote. It just opened up a big door and now we're down the rabbit hole, I guess, as you could say. <laughs> yeah,
0: now everything floods in now. Yeah. Yeah, now I now That's... I don't
1: believe anything I hear. I have to like <laughs> fucking check who's funding it and it's like it's like a mental illness
2: almost. <laughs> but well, it's messed up. Yeah, I mean that kind of gets into predictive programming because guys like us, we can watch a movie or watch television. You know, the little bit of television that I actually watch, I love Jeopardy. I'm a big Jeopardy guy. But <laughs> I have a bunch I, I, of friends
0: that are obsessed, <laughs>
2: right? It, but you can see the propaganda and the programming that they're trying to underlie in in, in the bigger message. You know, um, yeah, like one big example. Is this new Disney Plus series, Loki? You know, a lot of people were Marvel fans, and I know me and you talked about this a little bit, but it it is jammed packed with conspiracies. Like the first episode, they show Loki as DB Cooper. Like he's he's the guy on the plane, he jumps out, and then the Bifrost teleports him back to Asgard. And it's that, that's the (laughs) DB Cooper story, you know?
0: I got a kick out of that.
2: Yeah, it it was kind of cool, but. They're kind of poking the bear of the uh, conspiracy community a little bit, like the Philadelphia experiment. I- I'm sorry if no one's seen Loki. I don't mean to spoil anything. I actually, haven't. Re- well, I uh, plan I- on watching. Spoiler alert, right away, here. Man. I'm gonna spoil some stuff, but the <laughs> Philadelphia experiments in there. There's this void where things go, and the USS. Uh, what was it called? The ship that was used in the Philadelphia experiment, Drawing the USS the Eldridge, Eldridge, the Eldridge, yes, Eldridge, exactly. It dro- drops into this void, and it's like, oh my god, they teleported, and that, it's just and, another callback to a conspiracy. And, and the main storyline has to do with these timelines. There's an agency called the Time Variance Authority, which is in charge of protecting the sacred timeline. And that that's a whole thing in itself. And uh, Loki, his uh, variant event where they pluck him out of the timeline and say, hey, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Now we have to reset you. It actually happened in 2012. And that goes back yeah. into like the CERN-Hadron Collider, finding the Higgs boson in 2012, end of the Mayan calendar. A lot of people think 2012 was the start. Of something crazy, you know, Uh, that's where a lot of people think the Mandela effect started, we branched into a bunch of different timelines and people remembering things from their old timelines, but the, the one thing that really got me from Loki is he describes the leaders of the TVA as three space lizards. And It's like, <laughs> oh my God, the just put people it right
0: there, right, they it- just do it, and it's funny too, not to like change it. We'll go back to Loki, but <laughs> no, did free. you guys did you guys see that show a couple of years back? It had uh oh, it had one of the best daily show correspondents on it. I can't remember his name, but it was called People of Earth, and it was about these people in a support that. group for their abduction stories that no one would believe. Mm-hmm. And they really were abducted and they literally have the greys, the Nordics and the reptilians like oh, no. behind the scenes the whole time. And it's hilarious or it was, but I wonder if I watched it now, if I would just be angry. Right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know? they're,
2: they're shoving it in your face. They really are.
0: They really are. But what are they shoving in our face? That's the thing. It's like a lot of times, People run with some of this stuff, and I don't necessarily agree all the time with with uh, certain examples. You know, sometimes you'll see a bunch of Instagram posts and a bunch of red marker circling parts of things, and you, I'm like, right. ah.
2: "People do so have a tendency to go off the wall a little bit." Reaching there, yeah.
0: reaching there, and then linking that reach to a bunch of very, very intense things. You know what I mean? So it's like sure. we got to be really careful. And Loki, I think, is a good example of something that's really on the nose. As soon as you get into symbolism, if you watch that show, you're like, oh my God. (laughs) Exactly.
2: That little uh, Miss Minutes, it's basically an AI thing that is part of the TVA. And there's just so much stuff like um, Project Looking Glass, how you can view the future. That's laid out all right there. It it just goes back and forth. Um, I actually... Saw a lot of similarities to the Matrix when I watched Loki because Loki is called the variant, just like Neo is called the one, and Mm, he's the
0: the glitch in the code,
2: right? And there's a character called Mobius and Morpheus, you know, there's Mm -hmm. just so many similarities. I'm like, wow, they just copied the Matrix, but it's okay.
0: Well, the Matrix is just the hero's journey, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which most things with, are. Yeah, with a real sinister, dark undertone, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and not a heroic like you know, Star Wars ends heroically, the the classic example of your hero's journey, but the Matrix does not, you know. Yeah, I remember watching that as like a young man and going, "Oh wow, that was awesome," and then watching it like a little bit later, maybe after psychedelics, and going. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, so the revolution was part of the agenda, too. That
2: was a side-off, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's the most important thing to me that reflects our reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that they give us the good things, too. Right. Like my psychedelics. That was... I've come... I'm... Not to sidetrack.
2: No, please, please do.
0: (laughs) I've been going down this weird path. Since I started the podcast, I'm like, even going into it, I'm like, I'm going to start talking about how psychedelics are not evil and satanic (laughs) because this needs to be fixed because I don't care how involved the government was with LSD. I know that experience just allows something to happen in you. right? You know, like they didn't pre-program that, like stropharia cubensis mushrooms millions of years ago. No, no. But what I'm, what I'm coming to now is that the reason why they like psychedelics, the, they, the big bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) thing is because it's not meditation. Now, sure. We we go off and, you know, a lot of hippies took off to India and everything, but I would say the majority of people trying psychedelics are just trying psychedelics. Maybe we can change that over time. Maybe it is changing, but I would say that it's, again, it's just to put something in the way of something natural. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know we kind of branched off there.
2: But. No, no, it's fine. A Our lot of... whole f- podcast is a sidetrack, man. Yeah. You're all
1: good. <laughs>
0: Fuck yeah, man.
2: A lot of people use psychedelics as, like, a party drug, and that is not what they're meant no. for, but uh, I think they're just, like, a tool that they can be used in either way. They, they can be evil if you're using them that way, like MK Ultra mind control shit. Yeah, it makes you suggestible to a lot of
1: different ideas. Like, right. open to suggestion, which... In and of itself is useful, but but also uh, like you like you both are saying, I think it's a tool to enlightenment, mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Could be, but the um, what I've come to recently is I wonder if taking the express elevator is yeah. the same as putting in the work, you know. And I I mm-hmm. never got that. I was always like, why c- climb up the mountain when you can take the jetpack, yeah. you know? But I'm. F- it's just like anything else you put the work in or you don't put the work in there's two very different feelings attached to it you know what I
2: mean right so you got to I experience the lows to to feel them highs you know yeah, and it's not
1: 15, yeah. 15 minutes to a half hour of a partial bad trip before you bounce back and, and think you've figured mm. it all out that, like that's the difference between experiencing life and putting in the work and, Yeah, and so and things like so that so
0: sorry buddy yeah you're good uh the psychedelics are like a good um verification tool almost for if you're already doing that work or if you start to do that work because of psychedelics it can be a kind of like a pulling out the map perhaps every mm-hmm. once in a while it's kind of like doing a light trip maybe maybe not dmt or anything but
2: yeah you know. ne- never done dmt uh i don't know if i am ever going to be ready for that <laughs> but. Would love,
1: i would love to
2: He's been asking about DMT since we were in like high school. I'm like, bro, you are find not. You can anywhere, man.
0: Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say never like ready when I was it. when I was trying to get it a, for a long time, the, it, I wouldn't even know who to ask yeah, about exactly. who to ask. You need you to know. know
1: a chemist in, in all reality. I mean,
0: Yeah, pretty much or someone that at least can deal with basic chemistry <laughs> in an educated way.
2: I have a My chemistry degree, but I'm not making it. fucking DMT. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: but> <laughs> <laughs> Give it a try, right?
2: what's the the worst thing and wind up in jail you just never come
1: back that's all
0: Yeah, but anyways. we definitely got off track anyway like we wanted to do some predictive programming Mm -hmm. stuff and I know that there's plenty of fun examples to talk about even though like I'm sure this stuff has come up on plenty of podcasts before but I don't know man I, I haven't had a chance to really like get into it with anybody so I like the opportunity to talk about Stuff like that, you know? I, um, did you guys ever see, um, the hell was that Netflix show? Robots or Love, Death, and Robots? Did you ever give that no, a chance? Nope. So it was pretty interesting. It was like, you know, a collaboration of a bunch of different really creative artists getting together. And so it's like different animation styles, claymation, this and that, different interesting sci fi ideas into short stories. There was one that, was the creepiest predictive programming type stuff I've ever seen where these two people have this fridge and they open up the freezer and in the freezer there's like cavemen rummaging around in the ice and they're like, what? So they close it and they open it again immediately. And there's like medieval castles and horses and shit like that. And then they just shrug and they close it. And they go out for the day or whatever. Then they come back at the very end of the night, and it's the 80s. Basically, it's like already in their freezer. It's like electronic everything. And then they close it and go to sleep. And they wake up in the morning. And I'm abbreviating it, but it Mm -hmm. is so advanced that they can. Everything looks like light travel because everything's just so fast. And eventually, it speeds up and speeds up and speeds up until it becomes this one like vibrating mass of light, and then just Boop, and it's gone huh. and they shrug again and close the fr- the close the freezer and walk away and then they come back and they open it up and there's cavemen there yeah different cavemen this time
2: mm.
0: and i don't know i have <coughs> yet to wrap my mind around it but there's a lot there
2: it's, for sure it's like what a do condensed take from that? <laughs> it, it, it's a condensed history of the universe like or life i guess you start with uh non-advanced cavemen and then go to medieval times and then the current day and then the future and then like you said eventually it culminates into something that's just so energetic that it is that god either they ascend or fuck themselves up and have to reset or something that's what what i'm getting from it what
1: i like is that it's cyclical because it seems like everything in our world
2: is cyclical Everything, yes, everything. Yes, that's kind of
0: what when you I you look up at
1: the sky, for. it's cyclical. You look at, I mean, according to our community, things like Tartaria and previous civilizations, it's all cyclical. It's rise and, and fall and rise and fall and rise and fall. So that's super interesting. You said that that's called Love...
0: Death and Robots. Love, love Death yeah. and, and Robots. And it's one of like 15 episodes, but they're all like seven minutes long. I watched the first one I was like... Ah. I'm going to watch this whole thing because, like, I don't have to get locked into something for an hour or anything.
2: Right. Yeah. Short episodes. I would make quick work of that.
0: But yeah, I got the cyclical thing out of that. Almost like to say, you're never getting out of this. (laughs) It's all just happening over and over again. But also, like, you know, you hear in modern times this technocratic, whatever we want to call these parasitic you know, people that are running things, um, they love to use collectivism as a tool against us because it's obviously naturally what we all are and what we want, so they use it. And in that, I know you didn't have the visual because you haven't seen it yet, but maybe I'll pull up an image or something, but it's all tech. That mm-hmm. whole scene is just, it's an unbelievably technocratic future that, you know, so it's more of that, this is inevitable. This is coming. Right. You know, and I think that the singularity at the end speaks volumes because that's kind of what everybody suggests is what, what they're going to start uploading their consciousness or whatever, and think they're going to live forever or something.
2: They might already be doing that.
1: Now, now do you think that that's a psyop within that show? Because what it seems to me is that they're saying that the only way to, to, to reach like eternal oneness, like through, like within all the consciousness on earth or whatever the show's premise is, is it like, are they saying that that's the only way to achieve that is through technology, the technocracy? I mean,
0: I, th- so it's only a 10 minute short, you know, and then the yeah, other story is yeah. completely <laughs> different, back. but within that 10 minutes scope, I would say absolutely, because it's a wink, you know, you see that tech now and it's a wink to, every other bit of tech and it's really unfortunate too because like i'm sure you guys feel the same as me i loved sci-fi and and video games and i've been looking forward to like immersive vr forever Mm -hmm. but it's like like that Neuralink shit when we were teenagers oh man if only we could just do that yeah and where did that come from was that my thought well I don't know. Was it predictive programming? Did I have that thought prior to the Matrix though? I don't know.
2: Right. You know? I mean, so, I'm still playing my N sixty four. I don't <laughs> I don't want any future tech. I'm 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 holding strong in my nineties, my but I mean I, I think I rules. Yeah. I think uh they are trying to unload these the the culmination of humans and robots, they're going to make us all androids eventually, you know, whether it's going to be the chips in our arm that we can buy groceries just by scanning the barcodes, or if it's going to be something crazier, like Neuralink where there's no private, your brain (laughs) is going to be tapped into the collective. I'm not sure how advanced it'll get and how soon, but that's definitely what they're pushing for.
0: Yeah, they definitely are. And it's, it's, it's weird that like in this community, we go into so many different directions. Like, I don't know how far out there you guys go, but it's like how fake are things out there. And it's like, you know, in a video game, when you can play a video game, (laughs) like I play doom eternal and you can like literally go down into his like home base and play the old school doom
1: games. Right.
2: And it's
0: awesome. He's got like a killer gaming rig and everything, (laughs) but it's perfect. It looks just like the original doom from this, you know, realistic perspective you know Mm -hmm. and it's like a lot of people get into the simulation theory and stuff what do you guys what do you guys think of that i think where do you fall in that realm
1: i would say i'm at about the 50 percent mark it it feels like this could very well be an extremely advanced simulation that we're living in and um (laughs) i don't have like a lot of uh you know like statistics or anything i can pull but it just seems like that things in our world like especially with like the cyclical nature of like the sky you know uh the sun the moon etc it just seems like everything lines up so perfectly that it that it couldn't possibly
2: just be an anomaly and i don't know if that means god or if that means simulation i'm definitely on the side of something created all this i don't know if it's a higher dimensional being that set all this out for a purpose or, like, going back to Neuralink, Elon Musk is the one that said we're making simulations that are so in-depth and realistic that the chance of us being the base reality is, like, zero. He's saying there's no right. chance we're not in a simulation. And it, it's possible, but oh, I, I
0: got a, I got a theory about it for sure. Oh, go ahead. No, Shoot, let's hear man. It. Let's I want hear
2: it. to hear it. Yeah.
0: So this goes into, like, real psychedelic kind of talk. But I think I mean I would say it can relate to a lot of Eastern mysticism and stuff like that. Most likely because it all comes from psychedelic experience anyway. Right. But um you know Matroshka's like the Russian dolls. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like I don't I haven't never learned the history of Russian dolls, but I probably should because I'm fascinated by them. And I'm Mm. fascinated by the fractal idea. The idea of of like the entire universe being some kind of fractal hologram situation because it does feel that way often where like reality is just copying itself over and over and over again. We see the elites redoing their magic, right? We see Mm -hmm. them reliving Saigon and Afghanistan and putting it on the news in the same frame.
1: Right.
0: It's like, well, what if, so my problem is I find a lot of those weird synchronicities in nature, in my own head, not from the elites. And it feels like it's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like when I tripped really hard, I felt like I was running a conspiracy on myself the whole <laughs> time. And I had figured it out. and I had found the culprit. There was this little puny inner child that was so afraid of everything that it had to build these walls around it and do, you know, so it's like this, Inner, outer, the as above, so below, this range that Elon Musk, the smartest man in the world, is missing the fucking point on and putting a very human, modern human specifically, take on this very natural, very psychedelic thing going on. And so Mm -hmm. I can't prove that, but I've fucking witnessed it. I've felt it. I've seen it. Like, Mm everything is fractal and everything is uh yeah it's just all copies of itself. Well, we're all copies of itself, you what know, I, the original form.
1: Mm-hmm. What I what I like about psychedelics is that if if you do in fact trip hard enough um you 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 brought up fractals and we're talking about simulation theory that I've tripped hard enough to where everything breaks down into micro pixels. You know, mm-hmm. excuse me? <laughs> It's hard to bring back what that really <laughs> it's means. To, it's, hard, it's hard it's hard to, to say. it's it's more of a sensory thing that you need to experience, but yes. in a way it it all feels synthetic whenever you trip that hard and you know the substances remove the veil of, of the reality that we live in. So I, I think that it very well could be a simulation.
0: I mean, but maybe it's a simulation that doesn't have to be this very human view of it like you know uh what's his name i'm forgetting his name for the second time in the history of this podcast <laughs> nick Boast, nick bostrom he's like one of the biggest you know people that talk about simulation theory
1: yeah
0: and he's rooted to this idea it's future you know bipedal people running a simulation on computers of some kind of ancestors trying to dig out the past Mm. i'm like well, that's really curious that i i don't know it, it to me it seems like a total human cop-out it's just yeah. the same way we do to aliens we humanize the crap out of them and we just assume that because we do things this way everything in the universe must do things this way now you know what i mean so when we humanize simulation theory instead of suggesting that it's like simulation, I think, is just a bad word for it. I, don't, I haven't come up with a better word for it, but mm-hmm. I think it is all real. I think there's no difference <laughs> between – I think this is as real as it gets, you know? I think yeah. outside of three-dimensional time and space, there's no such thing as experience. And maybe that is what samadhi is in Re- well, reaching that point of maybe you've experienced this, tyler under psychedelics that feeling of no time no space and oh
2: just right. absolutely um, yeah i was here, gonna say you have i was gonna say the third dimensional like we're in time right now we can only experience this moment and when you get higher than that you kind of see it all as one big one big picture instead of each frame you know um right but i was gonna talk about a little predictive programming and Men in Black we're talking about simulations hey, a lot and of aliens predictive programming and with aliens yeah and in the first Men in Black it's all about the universe is on Orion's belt and it's literally a marble hanging around a cat's neck and there's an entire universe and then they zoom out and our universe is literally just a marble in some other aliens marble game and yeah it it could be that you know we might just be one little drop ...in an entire ocean of universes that we have no fucking idea what is going on in these other ones, you know?
0: Right. Uh, well, we do. We would.
2: Do right? we, though? Do we, though?
0: <laughs> well, we would... I th- no. No, we don't. No, we don't. But maybe in the same way as the Russian doll, it mm-hmm. resembles this.
2: Yeah, there would be similarities for Some sure. Some poor way. All right, you brought up aliens... I want to know what your take on aliens are. Do you think they're from other planets or inner earth or interdimensional? Like what are aliens to you? Cause that's I'm a loaded a... question. It's, it's
0: okay. I love it. It's one of my favorite questions mm-hmm. because I don't have a good answer for it. And I used to, I used to love little gray aliens I used to get kind of freaked out at the idea of reptilians from Alpha Draconis right. and stuff like that and all of Sitchin's work. I have all of his books right here. Same. And I I awesome, man. Because <laughs> Sitchin's an amazing author and he gave us so much that you absolutely can't throw him away just because he came to the conclusion that they were talking about heaven as another place. Right. I think the idea of symbolism is much newer to our modern culture than the idea of attaching aliens to religion instead mm-hmm. of symbolism. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. I think the symbolism scares us more than That's, the yeah. idea that maybe all of our religions are talking about aliens. Because alien still means that there's someone smarter, more powerful out there that can come help us or destroy mm-hmm. us. Fear or helplessness. Both negative. <coughs> horrible psyopy feeling things now yeah. from this perspective now and under dmt and peyote and mescal, all the mm-hmm. acid and mushrooms over the years man i've run into some intelligence in there big time and that's why i'm doing a series i'm in the middle of doing a series right now where we're looking at that transcendental consciousness experience that you, you get from psychedelics but from other angles, too, you know, from the near-death experience, from paranormal angles, from alien abductions and things like that, because all those stories match up. They're all talking about something very similar. So I see it as some kind of field, but I think it can be as nuts and bolts as flying UFOs, crash UFOs, recovered material hmm. technology. But I think Reverse it also can be as craft. ethereal and non-physical and spiritual as uh some of it is reported you know mm-hmm. i've said it before on this podcast that it's like a radio dial a lot of times when you see ufo's they just vanish off like they just leave that frequency not right. mm-hmm. that they disappear or speed off necessarily it's a frequency change it goes from physical to non-physical so that's kind of my broad take on it right now i right like now. that i like that
2: <laughs> have you ever witnessed machine elves no i have not really
0: seen any machine elves on dmt you said you've seen
2: intelligences or felt intelligence on
0: mostly on mushrooms
2: yeah so Uh,
0: my deepest craziest darkest most twisty mysterious movie like indiana jones fucking crazy trips were mushrooms not acid Mm -hmm. not everybody says acid's terrifying and oh i'd rather do mushrooms mushrooms more connected
2: Absolutely. Right. Everything. Yeah, it's more natural. It, it can hit you harder. It's
0: in your face truth, mm-hmm. no matter what. Not that acid's not, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> well one thing I find I like interesting, mushrooms. so we're talking about, you know, PsyOps and predictive programming. I I think that synthesized DMT, I, I have this theory and I haven't actually talked about it talked about it on a podcast to this point, but um the way it's synthesized in a lab and you can smoke it not taking it through ayahuasca or anything like that. Um, People will smoke it and they'll talk about seeing glistening, like five dimensional machinery and metal objects. And then the machine elves, you know, the same way that a lot of the predictive programming says that the only way to eternal oneness and in the, the joint consciousness is through uploading your consciousness and and involving technology. I think that like, around the same time that acid was being put into the public and being experimented on by the CIA is when DMT popped up. So I kind of, I was kind of formulating a little bit of a theory about that, that like maybe it's also a psyop if that makes sense. But, uh, could be
2: these lab created substances I'm
1: kind of hesitant towards. Yeah. Yeah. Mushrooms don't give me that, that synthetic feeling.
0: No, it's so beautiful. It, it's, absolutely. And it knows you. Like, well, it, we say it. It's Again, it's not the drug. It's not the mushroom. It's the mushroom holds the door open and the brain goes, finally. Right. You know, yeah. or the mind or the soul or whatever, you you know, the, the you, the real you, the inner child, I guess, mm-hmm. where you can, gets to reconnect with you. And that's why you get so gleeful and playful. And sometimes people laugh for eight hours straight or. Yeah you know sometimes you feel like a little kid
2: cry with joy sometimes yeah i remember you know
0: just learning that i could reach out and grab a glass and i would gain sustenance from it was an was an absolute revelation (laughs) you you know things like that or just just gripping your
1: toes in the grass man it's just like it just feels like
0: kids do that it
1: just feels like a feeling of like wow, I I've missed this. Like I've experienced the beauty yeah. of, of that moment before. And then I've lost yeah. it through like the daily bullshit that we live through, through all the fluoride yeah. and the predictive programming and <laughs> you know, the whole nine.
0: Yeah. And the controlled opposition too, I think, Absolutely. because you know, we've been talking a lot about that, you know, the same place that meditators try to get to the same place that you can get to on psychedelics, near death experiencers have talked about it. A lot of different types of experiences, this that stillness right mm-hmm. but you come back and then you go to like you know gaia and, and people like that that are going off in nine million directions with what your trips mean and and it's all your spirit guides and they're in the future and, and this and that it's <laughs> like well, there's no time out there right. sorry time's here
2: yeah, so, live in the now
0: there's a lot of again it's that same theme don't you think it's like taking your power and putting it in some higher place, some higher person that can help us. You know what I mean? Yeah. That predictive programming seems to be always the, seems like the root of it is always to suggest this is how it's always going to be, or this is how it's going to happen Mm. and you have no choice. And I know that doesn't come right out and say it that way, but I think enough movies saying the same thing.
2: Right. It's and repetition. if it's
0: attractive and if it's hitting the right buttons on people, right?
2: Yeah, it, it's repetitive subliminal messaging that will desensitize you towards a subject. So you don't ask questions about it, you just believe what you're told. Um, and these ideas and events and symbols are programmed through movies, TV shows, books, radio. Yeah. songs we listen to like it, it's everywhere Wh- whether it's sh- like we were talking about earlier showing futuristic technologies to get us used to facial recognition or retinal eye scans or any of that Yeah, it it's just getting you desensitized and ready for what's coming so you're not so holding back towards it
0: right which i mean maybe from people like us like our perspective of kind of not buying into any event and kind of seeing it for what it is like that always confused me like how are there that many people that don't see it mm-hmm. you know and it's just i think you got to hit the right buttons with people it's what they're interested in i guess you know right but um should i had a question well, what i love
1: about the predictive programming that we see is that they they kind of use it to keep their their playbook and their options wide, fucking open man. Do you know how you know how accepting we would be of a zombie apocalypse? Now yeah. like I don't think that that's gonna happen. I think we're more likely to see like a technocratic, authoritarian lockdown of our, our freedoms and our privacy. but like yeah. movies movies like I am Legend. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Like it starts out as a miracle drug. It turns people into fucking
2: zombies. And it's one of the best films of the 2000s, in my opinion. Yeah. I think you know, a lot of zombie media is to show us, oh, look, we got to trust these scientists that are trying to find a cure for it. So whether they're coming out with a uh, the cure, we'll be okay and be like, yes, we need this. This is what, what the answer is. I, I think a lot of zombie culture is to get us on board. But like that. I said, on the other
1: hand, a movie like I Am Legend shows that Originally, it was the cure to cancer, Mm -hmm. and then it made people into zombies. So, like, the idea of that happening isn't necessarily being programmed out of us. It's just getting us used to the reality that 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 could be very possible.
0: Well, the thing is, is, though, is I would say, like, just using I Am Legend as an example here, I haven't seen it in a long time, but that being the miracle drug, right? The predictive programming is that the government is trying to cure cancer,
2: yeah, that's the predictive
0: programming well, in the film.
2: In my opinion, I think there's been many cures for cancer, and there still are. Of- right. and they suppress the, the, them to keep the money coming.
0: So yeah. that's the weird part. I was gonna. That's the question I was gonna ask. Like, mm-hmm. what do you guys think of the angle of usually this tech, this you know, all these themes? They're all the bad guys. Why would they be programming that? Programming us with that knowledge, like that's the weird part. Maybe it's a little revelation of the method or something.
2: Uh, yeah, that we, yeah. we say that a lot. That's probably what it is to alleviate. Well, I'm the glad karma. you do. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I but don't then... necessarily think revelation of the method means that it's all evil, you know. Because I no. also go way off the reservation and say that. It really is all one, and that's why they're using the words unity, because they always mimic, they always copy, they create an artificial version of what is true and natural. So this oneness is real, and if that's the case, then that's just our ego, don't you think? Yeah. And maybe they represent some kind of, I don't know, collective ego, maybe? Have you guys seen a documentary called Cymatics, or Cymatica?
2: Mm-mm. I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen it, though. That that sounds very familiar.
0: Chimatic. Chimatica. Check that out. Because it did what Zeitgeist did to you, Tyler, to me. Like, couple, hmm. maybe three years ago. I think I someone Chim- was just talking Chimatica. about that. And, uh, yeah, he really pushed that idea. And it kind of woke up a part of me that I had thought about in a while. That, like, it could just be that this is all just one organism of some kind trying to figure itself out. And... As above, so below. We have Mm -hmm. our individual egos that hold us back because they're scared of new things. Maybe the world is like that. And, you know, like I said, the psychedelics kind of show you that conspiracy that you run on yourself and you can heal and you can move forward. Yeah similar to us we're not looking we're finally looking into our real history we're doing the we're getting therapy we're doing therapy aren't we right right collective therapy and that's what the world needs maybe
1: yeah maybe just a
0: good hug and a cry
1: (laughs) maybe the predictive programming is just like you said revelation of the method but what it does is it allows them to show them show us what they're going to do to us and then by us not refuting it or doing anything about it. It's us karmically giving them permission, you know, to do what they're going to do. I yes. think that there's a lot of truth to that. And, um, I actually lost my train of thought, but that's, that's kind of <laughs> where I was going. I do going. that
0: all the time, man. Yeah. It's, it, I was embarrassed at first and then everybody fucking does it. Yeah. So. Um, uh, yeah, see, I just, I just did it too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did. Whoa,
0: let's not get into a loop.
2: So I want to a, a... Oh yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say getting back into predictive programming to try to Yes. You know, circle back in here. Um <laughs> circle circle back. How do you think the Simpsons predict so much stuff? Do you think they just made so much content that eventually things are just going to fall uh, in place or do you think there is a technology like the yellow book or whatever they call it um that <laughs> they can sort of view future events? I don't know,
0: man. Like Maybe back to what I was saying before, like, and I've said it a couple of times, I'm trying to Mm -hmm. get this to catch on. It's a nice phrase that the strings are probably being pulled from outside of the theater. Mm. You know, it's not the Mary. It's not the guy on stage holding the puppets because, this, you know, it's that typical piece of art where the strings are being pulled by, you know, from him, too. Right. And it just it feels like this is all set up. You know, maybe that would explain channelers you know maybe they're all reading some script i mean they put truman show out there pretty viciously i mean shit talk about that's the mother load of of this century for predictive programming for sure i would say i recently rewatched it with my wife and every five minutes we're just looking at each other like oh my god
2: (laughs) it (laughs) is this is is horrifying extremely (laughs) symbolic they uh they they really got us there Especially yeah. the man in the moon looking down at everybody, like, oh, that it, it's a whole other beast.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I don't even know what to think of the moon anymore. But,
2: but like, back to the Simpsons, <laughs> to say that, like, I feel you.
1: Yeah, I didn't even answer that yet. <laughs> I I don't I even think answer. that it that it it can even be rationalized as a coincidence because they're just so no. accurate with so many things. I've seen like a list man. of like. 70. Uh, he got like 20 25 right here. i right, nice. <laughs> a list of like 70 different things that they've accurately predicted correctly that were
2: oddly specific. The craziest yeah, one man. is Trump coming down the escalator and waving, and then Lisa becomes president after Trump and she's wearing the purple suit with the pearls that Kamala is wearing on Inauguration Day. It's like, okay, how, how'd they do that one? The guy with the yeah. buffalo head on
1: insurrection, like, what? yeah. Like that's that's incredibly Richard odd.
2: Branson going to space? They predicted that seven years ahead of time. Like it, it's nuts. Yeah,
0: yeah. It gets too specific. Like well, people sometimes... always cite the nine eleven thing and go, "Oh well, there's so many <coughs> shows. Like, they're the most famous buildings in the world at the time." I'm like, right. uh, "No, I, I, there's too many specifics in those Simpsons episodes. Mm-hmm. So something's going on there. I don't know what. Because again, it's like you see it in the programming, but I don't know. I can't really give good examples of how I see it in nature necessarily. Right, off the top. I got to start writing this crap down.
2: <laughs> that, <laughs> <But> would <help. laughs> that
1: would I think, help. What <laughs> I think needs to be done is a deep dive. What's his name? Matt Grollin, Or What's the guy? Groening. Matt Groening. Matt yeah. Groening. Yeah. Someone needs to do a deep dive on that guy and find out who he's tied to. I'm sure he's got money coming from somewhere. I don't think it's money. I think it's whispers in his ear telling him, if I had to guess, like, put this into the show and he, he may or may not know why or he may be or he may be a we, we talk oh, about this a lot he may be a family strings member from you know?
2: outside the theater right. man someone's probably putting that onto his agenda and he just does it you know
1: yeah i mean and not to mention uh, how long has that show been fucking running for for like I don't know, shows man. don't, been shows 30 don't years. they don't run that long five years old, with like 30 i was gonna say has been 30 like, something like, yeah, someone's allowing so. that show to continue to make
2: episodes. I mean, and they, don't get me wrong, it's a good, good show. I haven't sorry, watched it. A... <laughs> no, you're good. It's It's a good show. I mean... I haven't watched a good. new episode of The Simpsons since I was,
1: like, 12 years old. It's no South Park, but it's a good show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched South Park in, like... Probably five, ten years either, you know? I don't even know what, what they're up to. Are they still just topical? I don't
2: yeah. It, Are they
0: predictive programming? <laughs> well, so I haven't seen
2: rich. it, man. They always, like, make fun of things that have recently happened, you know? Nobody's know. off limits. Yeah. Nobody's off limits. That's what I love about that show. Because yeah, you would
1: think I that really somebody would like put I, a cap I, on them, but...
0: I, I like those two. I hope that they're cool. Yeah, <laughs> I hope that yeah. they're not... I mean, That's the thing though, like maybe people that do have like a little bit more information, they don't necessarily have to be like putting this stuff in there to get us ready. Maybe some of it is warning us. Maybe some of it is, I don't know, you know, back to simulation. I had this idea once that like, you know how computers aren't as quick as us. So they take a little while to give us what we want. And it's like you mix like the idea of like manifestation and law of attraction and stuff with how the algorithm of the internet works and like searching something on Google Mm -hmm. and you know, it takes a little bit, but then you get your answers and it's like the more we pay attention to and the more we give our focus to as a culture, as a collective, I guess, I wonder if we can kind of, we could kind of gauge maybe what we are about at the time by seeing what they're giving us back And if we're seeing all this negativity from them is maybe that could just be a sign, you know, the as above, so below, inner, outer, maybe that's a sign for that we need to to fix ourselves as a as a culture, because we have this this mentality that we are maybe reflecting back or we're having it reflected back at us from these simulation agents or something these mr smiths or something (laughs) they're just anonymously yeah yeah, like autonomously giving whatever we pay attention to back to us conspiracy theories are huge everywhere now like that's weird it should be always suppressed no matter how demanding people feel like they want it or whatever it's always been suppressed why is it everywhere now all this stuff is the, the most topical shit. I don't know. It's well, weird, maybe man. that's
2: just because you're only getting the conspiracy content. You know, you, you're <sighs> me, you're not on TikTok watching for. all the fucking propaganda that that, that shit puts out. Because
0: that's true.
2: I, I see that's some true. of these videos that are you know people mm-hmm. put on Facebook or Snapchat or TikTok or whatever the kids are using these days. You know,
0: well, no, and, no, so and wait, they're wait, just wait, wait, the man, dumbest well, me, things. You're right. I totally get that. What I'm saying is all of those people are super hyper aware of conspiracy theorists and what conspiracy theorists are interested in and what new bullshit conspiracy theorists are running wild with now. It
2: is so topical. Because they try to make us look crazy. The media just means there's more. See what these crazy people are getting into nowadays. And the blue check marks
1: are incentivized to do so. Yeah
0: absolutely dude it just is a sign that there's way way more of us than there ever used to be yeah
2: for sure absolutely because
0: they have to pay attention to it maybe or 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 this other weird simulation idea and it's just an algorithm feeding it right back to us and they are machines and we are in a simulation i don't know
2: yeah we're all plugged into the matrix just in pods naked bodies <laughs> <laughs> none of this is real but yeah man
1: if you want to see the latest for all the listeners out there if you want to see the latest predictive programming just go and watch the top 10 trending on netflix dude it's always fucking something have you uh have you looked into squid game Squid Game. That's like it's the number one trending. I watched the whole thing. It was an amazing series. There's only one, one, one season now, but the but it doesn't tell you until the end. The entire premise of the show is that it takes debt slaves. It it builds like this. Massive community of people who have debts that they can't repay and they're like just a victim of the system And then it gives them a chance to redeem themselves to where they basically Basically volunteer and they sign a contract saying I agree to play these games But they have no idea what these games are and then they go to this giant looks like a multi-trillion dollar facility where Everybody that works at this facility is anonymous. They're masked and then there's one one head honcho who runs it and it's basically like the hunger games but there's like 500 people yeah. in it and if, then if the, the entire premise is that the wealthy of these of uh, in this series it's korea the wel- the the elite of korea come and they watch these games take place and they bet on it and it's just like the programming is that you're a debt slave and that these these people really do think of you that way yeah
2: your life is not Valuable to them because if you lose the game, they kill you. Like yeah, you, you die. One of them was like red light, green light, and you could run forward. But if the red light came on, you're still running. The fucking gun shot you, and you're dead. Yeah, you get sniped. You know? yeah. And then it shows you in the last like three
1: episodes that it's just like the wealthiest of the wealthy come and they watch you from a giant window that you can't see into, but they can see out of. And they just they the way that they would talk about the contestants and everything, it was just like it's like the way that we would imagine the billionaires thinking of us. So I guess
0: this (laughs) is bringing lots of other predictive programming examples to mind, like running man. Have you seen or read that? No, it was a Stephen King short story. And it's all, you know, it's all about a game show. That's about, you know, murderers chasing down these fleeing runners, you know, Hmm. it's, it's in, they always put that out there. They definitely do. Oh, I, And I think, I don't know if, like, is that the the future they're trying to tell us that we're headed for? Where, like, are they trying to say that they just love seeing misery? Because that's another kind of, I hate to get this dark, but it's kind of towards that Loosh idea, you know?
2: Suck to the energy us, out of you.
0: Ugh, I don't know. I just
2: it's feel like enough. it's to uh, <laughs> make people feel not valuable. Like, you're just some some sack of meat that we can off at any time you know you're not important when right. we all really are important you know it's, it's all about you know, camaraderie and in, in Andy
1: yeah, back so. to the idea of how you said how it, how it's weird how they always portray themselves as the bad guys in these films Like yeah. in, like in Squid Game there was a guy who infiltrated the game spoiler alert and he dressed as one of the officers who oversee the games and is masked and walks around with a gun and you know Upholds the integrity of the games, but really he was infiltrating because his brother was a part of the games in a previous like in a previous time, and it shows him going in there and like shooting some of these elite viewers, uh, people who are just like watching the games in the head and stuff like that. And I think that they do that because they need to give the people like us who are watching a feeling of hope, you know. Otherwise, we wouldn't tune in to be programmed because if those if things like that didn't happen and it was just all gloom and doom and there really was no feeling of like oh man you know the good guys might win then why would we ever sure. why would we ever tune into the programming to begin with whether or not we knew it was programming mhm so here is yeah true. it's a hero's journey well, <laughs> it is <laughs> to sum it is. up
2: yeah to come in full circle case,
0: in that case the matrix really does still bother me with the ending then the yeah. fact that the bad guys do win i mean maybe that was just Maybe everybody just took it as an art piece like ooh.
1: Did you see Matrix? Yeah, you see the fourth one's the fourth coming out. Fourth one's now? coming out on Christmas, man. If and you want to see to
0: see the shit out of it. If you, you want to yeah. see predictive
1: <laughs> programming, watch the trailer to that dude in well, the first I have. In it's coming the first out 10 on 12/21/21. I thought it was Christmas (laughs) of course but in the first 20 seconds of that trailer Neo is shaking hands with uh, a lady I forget her name but they do the Freemasonic handshake where they grab the the oracle they grab the second knuckle with the thumb on each of their hands camera zooms in so that you can see it it's like what the fuck man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, did faces. you see
0: um, that HBO show that came out a while ago? I think it was with uh, the uh, the dude that played uh, Ragnar Lothbrok from the Vikings show. It was called uh, Raised by Wolves.
2: No, I haven't. Ooh, I've heard of it.
0: So the premise is about, you know, an AI raising a, chi- a, a child or children. Because it's, I can't remember exactly, it's like this technocratic evil overlord system but the humans of it are all gone it's all the ai now and they are the only ones responsible enough to raise children but there's of course the rebel force Mm -hmm. and there's us and there were oddly enough the rebel force is has a lot of the free masonic symbolism on them so maybe that tide of them being portrayed as the bad guys and all that maybe it's starting to turn over now that they kind of feel like they got us in their in their pockets, hmm. you know, because they do a, there's a lot of Freemasonry in that show. Yeah. They are clearly a group of Freemasonic people. It's unbelievable. I would check that one out big time.
2: I'll put it on but my that list. That whole premise,
0: mm-hmm. man. The the Terminator, man. I saw Terminator Fuck. two when I was seven.
2: Maybe it was a little
0: too young. Maybe that explains yeah,
2: it. A lot. It but, might have been. You
1: know?
0: They've been doing it forever. They've been talking about this friggin' tech future, man. It's mm-hmm. weird.
1: And you know, before we wrap up, cause we're getting close to our hour mark, um, for our listeners and in your listeners, the best example of predictive programming that I have to offer is it's a cheesy CW show, but if you've never heard of or seen the show, the 100, you must yeah. watch it. It's a, to give you a 20 second quick wrap up of what this show entails, it's a post-apocalyptic future where humans escape the, epo- like, uh, nuclear war to go to space yeah. to keep the human race alive. They they send a prison section, uh, like, the, the ragtag criminals down to Earth to repopulate, and what they find down there is fucking crazy, you know, there's civilizations of post-nuclear people living down there, and then... Uh, the whole premise of the show is to find – basically to transcend what humans are now. And they find this ancient AI that event, that oh, somehow man. ended the world. Allie. And only, yes, only right. the certain bloodline can fucking <laughs> – can use the AI to transcend. Yep. And that – and it's so much blood sacrifice. It's It's fucking bananas, man.
0: Dude – I didn't even, you just gave me chills because I totally forgot about that show entirely. Man. If it wasn't
1: and, done by the CW, it could have been the best show
2: ever fucking made, dude.
0: Yeah, it was very, I mean, I thought a lot of the acting was very good. and yeah. then I didn't like a few Clark. In.
2: <laughs> I hated What's Clark. That? I didn't like Clark, the main girl. That everyone else the was beginning. good. Did not like Clark. There was a lot of well, just, cheesy monolog
1: but that's what you're going to get with network, yeah. network television, you know? Yeah.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I feel like it got worse as it went on. Like, originally, it felt like these, because it's what's cool about that opportunity for at least those actors, I I guess, uh, is that they were kind of playing lost children in the beginning when they're on the planet. And so to have that for the beginning of the show is great because they're all working themselves into their characters. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of raw acting on that first season and i thought that show was pretty damn good that first couple seasons then when that theme really started to gear up and get into the ai and all that the acting just fell off the table it just wasn't there anymore but what would what did we call or what did the natives or the the people that stayed on earth or were left behind what did they call the people that came from the spaceships
2: the sky people or something right people
0: Sky something was a cool
2: Sky tribe or something. Yeah, I forget what it was. It's been a few years. Yeah,
0: (laughs) very creative. But yeah, it sounds a lot like the Shiny Ones, the Anunnaki, those that descended from heaven, and that's predictive programming because again, they're doing that alien shit, the ancient alien stuff. Where oh yeah, they're telling us it's when I was a kid, I saw these movies, thinking wow. Directors are like secretly giving us all the, the cool information that the, maybe the government's trying to keep from us. Right. They're not run, Hollywood's not run by the government or anything. <laughs> you know,
2: like,
0: Naivete, you know, it just, I didn't realize back then, but my God, it's so obvious now. You know?
1: and, and you know, at the end of the show, what do they do? They flee a dying planet and they live on another planet. And it just seems like that's a theme. Dude, that...
2: I haven't got there yet. Fuck.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I just stopped watching because I thought the acting got so shitty. Yeah,
1: it did. It was so bad. And
0: now looking back at some of the finer points that were put into the show, I kind of wonder, like, oh, there's more of that, uh, many agendas in that show. So but I'll have to go back and watch that a little bit. Have you guys seen The Expanse?
1: No, never mm. heard of it.
0: So it's like, a, I think it's, a Canadian show, and it was on the Sci-Fi Channel. There's a bunch of shows that have you know they start out on the Sci-Fi show. Tons of people are loving it, but Sci-Fi refuses to fund it, and they'll just cancel. Yep. it. The Expanse. Amazon saved the Expanse when I don't it was going to die actually, after two
2: yeah. seasons. I, wonder why that, that would I, be. I don't watch Amazon shows very much either, but, it, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't either, but just what I'm saying is yeah, it's so interesting who decided to save this incredible show about space. It is Game of Thrones in outer space, mm-hmm. and it is like the near future. We're talking like 150 years from now, maybe less, where you have pe- people called belters They live out near the asteroid belt on Ah, space stations. They never really get to breathe real air. They never get true sunlight from a planet ecosystem or anything like that. And then you've got the Martians and then you've got the earth, the people on earth and they hate each other. It's war. Mm. And there's, there's just a lot of predictive programming in there and a lot Mm. of interesting themes that we're very familiar with. Right. So check that out. Dude. Definitely go watch that total predictive programming show. It's like
2: <laughs> every single show you can watch is predictive programming and propaganda. Yeah, it's hard to Dude, find one out. that there's not. You know,
0: shout out to Kyle, conspiracy Kyle. Yeah, the, he's he great. and I have been like saying hashtag rewatch everything because yeah, it just gives you yeah. more fuel for the fire. It gets you more. It, you know, it's just like everything else. Repetition changes those neurons into new patterns, right? Mm. You learn this stuff. You see it faster. You get used to this kind of shit, right?
1: Right. And then next thing you know, you'll be like me, where your girlfriend can't even watch fucking movies with you because you
2: ruin them for. <laughs> her. I'm the same way, man. She hates it. She
1: gets it. so fuck. She gets she so mad it. at me. She's like, "You just ruin everything for me." I'm like, "I'm, so, I'm sorry."
0: <laughs> they like, gotta have their their they're interest in it eventually. Yeah. You know? right. Like my wife was the same way. She's like but now she's seeing all
1: of it and pointing shit out to me. And I'm like, "No." <laughs> that's a beautiful thing though, man. Yeah. If you can get her to that uh, point, I, then you know, you got a real one with you. She's woke. Um, yeah. I'm blessed. She's I'm woke. very lucky in
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been awesome talking to you guys.
2: Yeah. yeah it, know you. It's been great, man. Um, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find your stuff and then we'll do the same,
0: same places you can find these guys shows all the, all the, you know, traditional social media. I'm at the deep share. The deep share podcast is over on Instagram. Um, I'm, I got a site up and running, but I'm not doing much with it right now, but mm-hmm. I will be eventually. Uh, it's just the deep share.com. Uh and Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, write into me if you want contact at the deep share.com.
2: There Sweet. you go, people, and
0: please. Uh, and you know, like I said, we're probably on all the same places, but let yeah. my listeners know too, where they can find you.
2: Well, My, uh, our Instagram got booted off because of some stuff, but, um, we're still on Twitter. Got my personal Twitter at Mitchell Vukic. We're on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, all anywhere you listen to podcasts, you know, but our link tree is slash D T R H pod pod. And, uh, that has all our links there.
1: My, my personal Twitter is at Tyler underscore Saint 21 Saint as an S A I N T. He's That's, never on it.
2: Don't, don't follow him. Follow me. I'll, re, I'll retweet
1: some quality stuff, man. It's just about getting there information out to the people. So, there you go. yeah,
0: it's not quantity, it's quality, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs>
1: That's
2: what right, people guys. that don't put out a lot of co- content are. That's what they <laughs> say. <laughs> well, you yeah, know what, man? It was, it was a good time, Andy. We appreciate yeah. you.
0: Oh, yeah, man. And uh, just, you know, more concrete proof that it's good to be a part of the joint. Authority on conspiracy theories. Yes, exactly. So I'll talk to you guys soon, okay?
2: (laughs) All right. Stay in touch. Andy. Much love. Hell yeah. Peace. Peace. If you made it to the end, I appreciate you and I congratulate you. Uh, I have a little special offer. If you hit me up on Twitter or through email, just send me your address and I will mail a Down the Rabbit Hole sticker for you with a little personalized note to prove you're a true rabbit holer. But make sure you get on that because I only have a couple hundred and they're going quick. And that's it. I'll talk to you next week. Take it away, motor. You can deny all the
0: things I've seen. All the things I've discovered, but not for much longer.
1: Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth.